0: Hey, hey, thanks for tuning in to the Just Janice podcast. I am your host, Janice, and we know that the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy. So in this joy-filled podcast, you're going to hear real-life stories from other believers. We're going to talk about the kingdom. We're going to magnify Jesus, and it's going to be awesome. So thanks for tuning in, and here we go. Hey, hey, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of Just Janice. I am super excited for today's episode because I have my friend Tanya on the podcast today. So Tanya and I connected through social media. So for those of you who think nothing good happens on social media, that is not the case. We have formed a cool friendship, and I'm really excited to continue getting to know her. She has an incredible ministry called Let Love Be My Motive, which I'm going to have her share more about in a little bit. So if you want to be encouraged and strengthened in your faith, I seriously encourage you to go follow her on social media, visit her website. I will have all of that information linked on the podcast notes, and then we will also share about that at the end of the podcast with her, because trust me, once you hear this episode, you're going to want to connect with her.
1: So welcome to the podcast, Tanya. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here.
0: I am too. So, so excited. I know we're going to have a really good conversation. So I thought it'd be fun to start out with some something a little more lighthearted before we delve deep because I'm feeling we're going to be delving deep in our conversation today. So I have listed five fun facts about you that I'm going to ask you just so people can get to know you a little bit on a less serious level. So number one is what is your favorite candy?
2: I am a lover of I love, love, love chocolate and peanut butter.
0: Mm, That's so good. Reese's is my favorite too. So ditto. (laughs) Next one is what is your dream vacation?
2: Oh man, honestly, probably mm, if we're staying in the United States, I would have to say a cabin in Tennessee up on the mountains.
0: (laughs) Oh, yes. I literally, I feel like you're my twin. Okay, so the next one is what is your favorite book?
2: Oh man, outside of the Bible or.
0: Let's do book in the Bible and then book outside of the Bible.
2: So book in the Bible would have to be Psalms. I feel like Psalms hits home. It's emotional, it's passionate, and. It's just real. It's transparent. And then outside of the Bible, I would have to say, hmm, "Shifting Atmospheres" by uh, Donna De Silva. Ooh,
0: that's so good. Okay, your next one to left favorite song.
2: Dancing on Graves by Elevation Worship.
0: so good. Last one, what is one gift God has given you? So it could be a spiritual gift or something like a gift he's given you in your life personally or however you want to interpret that question. Um, I think a gift that the Holy Spirit has
2: given me has been a gift of encouragement, really, um, and a passion for prayer. Mm,
0: that's so good so good okay tanya so tell us your story
1: your testimony who are you so i am a small town girl from michigan originally um i now am um have a home in louisiana um i have a blog called let love be my motive i am a social media content provider in our church called the rise church in pineville louisiana um, my testimony really is I hit rock bottom. I, um, was suicidal, was a drug addict and really just at the end of me and I reached up and the Lord happened to be there. And, um, he's really transformed every single part of my life. Uh, cause I was, like I said, I was at, um, the end of me. I couldn't live to see another day. And, then I met a man named Jesus and he has completely wrecked my world. And um, my husband is a um, answer prayer on steroids is what I like to say. Um, I'm very thankful that uh, he is leading our family and I'm just excited for what is to come. He's been doing big things over the past couple years.
0: I love that. And I know we're going to talk about what you talk. You talked a little bit about um, your ministry and I love watching your I don't know if you do lives or you, you just post videos. I suppose it doesn't really <laughs> matter, but but you are always posting videos and they're so good. They're so anointed. So you have, are you on Facebook, Instagram?
1: Yeah. So I have a Facebook. Um, I have an Instagram, um, and I have a website. Um, but that's about it right now.
0: <laughs> awesome. I love it. So I already said it once, go follow her on there. So I want to talk about prayer. Like you had said that you're someone who's super passionate about prayer. I am too. So I found a handful of scriptures. There's so many in the word about prayer. So I want to read those and then kind of get into a topic of prayer. So Jeremiah twenty nine twelve says, Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me and I will hear you. Philippians 4, 6. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. First Thessalonians five sixteen through eighteen says, "Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you." Mark eleven twenty four. I'm a word girl, so I love all these scriptures. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. And then the last one I have to share is James five sixteen which says the prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. So I kind of wanted to talk about what is and isn't prayer, just super basic um, for maybe people who just don't even have a prayer life at all. And then maybe delve into like private prayer versus corporate pra- prayer. So what would you say prayer is and, or isn't? And what does that look like?
1: So I feel like a lot of people are intimidated by prayer and I think um we should address that prayer is a conversation with God. Um, It doesn't have to be long-winded prayers. It can be just what's on your heart that day. But also there's a different side of prayer that is like, you need to take out your sword of the spirit and cut the enemy's head off. (laughs) So I feel like prayer is very diverse, but not to make it um, more complicated than what it is. It can be... Hey, Holy Spirit, help me pick out um, what type of bread I should get in the supermarket. That's a conversation between you and the Lord. Or it can be binding and loosing because it says what will be bound um, on earth will be bound in heaven, will be loosed on earth, will be loosed in heaven. Um, So it's really prayer is a gateway of heaven coming to earth. Yes, it's so good. And I actually just looked up the
0: original for like the binding and loosing because sometimes that's like super Christianese for people who, or maybe you're new to the faith or not in the faith at all and binding literally means to forbid something and loosing means to permit so um that was so good so um how would you talk to some, okay so you kind of did already talk about that a little bit about developing your prayer life and it's just literally a two-way conversation um, a lot of times we see prayer is just like showing up with the list going mm-hmm. through it letting god know what you need but I love how you said it's a two way, like it's a two way conversation. God has things to say to us just as much, probably more than we have to say to him. So learning to listen and have your spiritual ears open to be able to hear his voice because the word says that we do know his voice and another voice we will not follow. So that's so good. So kind of talked about private prayer. What about corporate prayer? Cause I've heard, I've actually heard this argument before. I don't know if you have of people that it's, it's a religious spirit is what it is, but basically they don't agree with corporate prayer because the Bible says to that you should pray in your prayer closet, not for other people to hear you. So they kind of poo poo on, corporate prayer, what would you have to say about that?
1: So I would say that there is power in numbers. Um, when we gather under one name, the name of Jesus, and we are praying together, praying in the spirit, uh, praying together. Um, not that the Lord doesn't hear us before, but there's just power in numbers and in unity. And that's A lot of what's going on right now, you see a lot of disunity, but there is one name that we can unify under, and that is Jesus Christ. And we can do that in prayer. If we want to see the world changed and bring heaven to earth, we need to gather together as the church corporately, not under just, you know, Arise Church or this church or this church, but as the church corporately, we need to intercede on behalf of our country and this world, because that is the gateway to heaven to earth, is binding and loosing, forbidding and permitting, um, because he's given us that power um, through the Holy Spirit. So I think there's just a misconception, like I said in uh, the beginning, people are intimidated by prayer, but the enemy also knows the power in prayer. So um, we kind of run into Hurdles in that sense, but I would have to say that corporate prayer is so powerful. Um, There's this quote that says, revival starts with the intercessors, and I fully believe that with my whole heart.
0: Yes, that's so good. And then I'm thinking, even as you're talking about the scripture that says, one will put a thousand to flight, two will put ten thousand. So then I think about that like, how does that increase exponentially? the more people that you have at your prayer gatherings or whatever. And I love what Jeremiah Johnson, he is always talking about finding the prayer room. Like as someone like me who is in front of people a lot and like you, you're on social media a lot and I'm sure you do a lot of other things. It's so important that we have that secret place with the Lord where it's just us and that we're also committed to those prayer nights, those nights that honestly a lot of people don't show up to Mm -hmm. that. We actually see how valuable and important that is. And I love how you said that like, not just gathering with my church body, so to speak. I actually had a prayer gathering last Friday night, and I would say, I mean, there wasn't that many of us—maybe fifteen, twenty people—but I would say we had well over five or six different churches represented. Praise but God! It really was, but it really was one church because there is only one church. Hmm. You know? The people are the church so
2: but yeah i
1: think what you said too about that scripture how it can be misinterpreted it's all about your heart's motive it's all about are you going to the prayer meeting to be shown be um you know applauded by men or are you going to the prayer meeting um corporately to bring heaven to earth it's all about your heart's motive
0: Yes, that's so good. And that's really what is talked about in that scripture is the motive of the heart. So I'm really glad you said that because that is so true. So good. So I know another thing that you're super passionate about is our authority as believers. And obviously, when we know who we are in him, we know our true identity and the authority that we carry. We are a powerful force against darkness. And I love Luke 10:19 says that we have been given power over all the power of of the enemy so that's authority to preach the gospel heal the sick raise the dead cast out demons pull down strongholds and so much more I could add to that so what have you found I don't know like what do you want to share about our authority as believers and any testimonies you have or any
1: anything at all that God brings to your heart so my encouragement uh, to the audience is to you guys is that you ask for a revelation of the authority you have as a believer. Because um, Jesus said that we would do even greater works um, than him. And I feel like there is a, a gap in us actually walking in the authority because there has been um, a hindrance of the fear of man. We should not fear man. There are plenty of people that uh, did not agree with what Jesus was doing. And there is going to be plenty of people that do not agree with what we are doing when we walk in the authority uh, that God has given us. However, the world needs Jesus. Can you remember a time uh, when you didn't have Jesus? Now, remember, there's a broken world that needs to be healed, that needs to be set free, that needs to be delivered. And we have that authority. So it's up to us as believers to yield to the Holy Spirit when he asks us to step out in faith and do the same works that he did. It's up to us to walk in obedience, but we have to be fearless in order to do that.
0: That is so good. I think that that is definitely one of the biggest strongholds in the church as a whole is the fear of man and care way too much about what people think. And so um, I know that's been a process for me, even in my own life of getting out of that, because the Bible says in Proverbs that fear of man is a snare and it is, it will hold you back, hold you down, keep you from doing all that God has for you. So you just really set to be broken off you. If that is something that you struggle with or stronghold in your life, that you'd be freed from that so that you can do all that God has called you to do. So I love that. I love that so much. And I even think about like my own life and I'm sure you've had this too, or different times, even as a believer that I've had people give me a word of encouragement. Or I remember I was at a concert one time and I literally was sitting there in my chair and I was really dealing with a lot of stuff. I just gone through a really hard divorce and was dealing with a lot of emotion and things. And I remember sitting there and, telling God in my head because he hears our thoughts like Lord I could just use a word of encouragement right now I am so discouraged and I cannot break out of this like funk that I'm in and if you could just give a word to a complete stranger and literally within a couple minutes this lady walks down past me turns around comes back up and she's like I really squats down beside me she's like I really feel like the Lord wants me to say this to you and just I don't even remember what she said but it was so encouraging and so i think about that over the course of my own life about the times that people have been bold and stepped out and how much it blessed and impacted me and that really for me propels me to want to do that for other people
1: praise the lord he is so faithful to encourage us and to give us exactly what we need when we need it he is never late and he is never too early and i actually Mm -hmm. have a testimony of you know stepping out in boldness that happened recently um at our church, I had a couple that came up to me and I had just picked up a camera twice. That's it. And they said, well, we feel like the Holy Spirit has um, said that you're supposed to do our engagement and wedding pictures. And obviously I was completely shocked. I was thrown for a loop. Um, And I told them, I said, you know, you, I only picked this up twice. Right. And they said, well, the Holy Spirit said that you're supposed to do it. And I said, well, okay. (laughs) So um, I took it into prayer and the Holy Spirit said, go, get up and go. And um, I took some pictures. And when I stepped back and I looked and I just started sobbing, not because they were bad, but because the Lord used me in that moment because I said yes. And I feel like I've had a hard time with the fear of man as well um, in the past of, you know, um, letting people's opinions get the the best of me. But the Holy Spirit just kindly reminds me each time when um, I almost fall into the trap is that Jesus went through it too. We're never alone um, in those situations that he sympathizes with us. And if we just say yes to the calling upon our life, if we just say yes, in those little steps of obedience, they they change the world because it's really not big things it's the little things that add up that really um bring heaven to earth
0: amen that's so good and and i think it's important to remember too along with everything that you're saying is that some people do function in a critical spirit and so i mean it's inevitable any i would say most times my friend actually pointed this out she's like i started like breaking this off you because i feel like every time we do any sort of ministry someone is always Using some sort of, how do I wanna say it? Like just saying, coming up and saying something discouraging, because Emmy knows like I'm also a big one on encouragement.
2: Yes. So the one thing mm-hmm. that affects
0: me the most is like people's negative opinions and things. And so for me, I've learned to, I've learned the truth that I do not have to receive every word that someone says. So, so if someone says something and it goes against what God says about me and who I know I am and Him and what He's called me to then I can just literally just say, I reject that. Like, sometimes I say it out loud, not necessarily to someone's face if they're being critical, but um, just saying like, no, I don't receive that and kind of wipe my hands and move on. So
1: definitely, he says to test the word and that has to do with authority too. Are we testing the words um, that are spoken over us? And that's a big thing. Are we taking those thoughts captive and making them obedient to Christ? Uh, You know, we can be our own worst enemy sometimes is when we accept Those critical words that have been spoken over us, because those just stop us from really stepping into what God's called us to do. But if we meditate on the Word of God day and night, if we know the truth, when that lie comes in, we can reject it, just like you said. And we can also, we can also, when that happens after we reject it, we speak the truth about ourselves, and then we start walking in that boldness. We start walking in that courageousness that God, God has called us to.
0: That's so good. And I love, I love that you said that sometimes we're our own worst critic. Cause not everyone might <laughs> have my story where they constantly have people saying negative things or whatever. Um, but I was just thinking about this. I, I was the same, same way with myself. I remember just last year telling like I kept saying it over and over until God was like listen to what you're saying I kept saying I'm a writer not a speaker and so I was I can write I feel like I'm very anointed to write I just wrote like my first book I do blogs like I love writing I feel like God's given me away with words and I kept saying I don't speak though but yet God was calling me to speak and here I was speaking that over myself even though God was calling me to do speaking and sure enough, here I am doing podcasts and women's ministry and things. But I remember God telling me, I want you to start saying over yourself that you have the tongue of a ready writer, which is a scripture. And for me, that meant so much because I'm a writer. So if my tongue is like a writer, then that means I can speak as well as I can write. And so I just started confessing that over myself over and over and over and over again. And then last fall, I did like one of my first, I, I've spoken at different women's things, but this was probably like my biggest one so far. And I had a lady approach me a few weeks later at a different event, and she was, and she's like, I just want to encourage you and tell you that your, like, my message, or how I don't remember exactly how she said it was. So anointed, and I am telling you, I would go anywhere to hear you speak. And I was like, Let's say what? I'm kind of like looking at my shoulder,
2: (laughs) like, Are you talking
0: to me? Like, the girl who doesn't speak, she only writes. So, anyway, that was so encouraging to me. And God was like, See, stop saying that about yourself. It's not what I say about you. I am calling you to speak. So, anyway, just a little personal testimony of the power of our own words over ourselves. Praise the Lord.
1: (laughs) Praise the Lord for those people that step out in obedience to be those encouragers.
0: Yes, I love it. So, okay, so I know another thing that you are super passionate about is ending lukewarm Christianity. So I'm just going to leave that totally like open ended. What, what is on your heart concerning that?
1: So I feel like lukewarm Christianity is a very dangerous place for people to be. And I believe that people don't start their walks off um, as lukewarm, but they gradually get there um, by compromise or lies that have been spoken over them. Um, there's there's certain avenues that lead you there. However, the Lord... Um, doesn't want you to be a lukewarm Christian. He wants you hungry and thirsty for him and on fire for him so you can be a world changer. Lukewarm Christianity um, is just something that I'm passionate about just because what the word says, it says that the Lord will spit spit them out of his mouth. And So the way to end that really is to get to know the Lord truly, like truly get to know the Lord, break off those lies that the enemy has spoken or people have spoken about the Lord. Because once you get to know the Lord, you can't help but fall in love with him. You can't help but tell the world about what he's done in your life and what he can do in other people's lives. So lukewarm Christianity just has been, um, a passion of mine to end it just because I feel like it's so laced in lies and bondage, if that makes sense.
0: Yes. I love that you said that laced with lies and bondage. That is so good. And kind of like what we talked a little bit about earlier as you were sharing it kind of reminded me, we talked about like the need for fellowship outside of like Sunday mornings. and, And I don't remember if that was recorded or not, but it might've been before our conversation, like before the podcast started recording, we were talking about like the need for fellowship with other believers outside of just Sunday morning. Cause you don't really get a lot of good, good fellowship on Sunday mornings. And I feel like when we have that, we have like actual authentic relationships with other believers. It gives us that ability to be able to speak into each other's lives. Like I know of, I have some really, really good, solid um, sisters in Christ who will, for lack of a better word, call me out on my crap. Like, Hey, (laughs) like, and we do that for each other. Like, Hey, you're kind of compromising here. Hey, that's actually not what the word says. That's a little off. Like that, that theology, that teaching, it sounds mostly good, but there's like some stuff in there. That's actually not biblical. Like in my spiritual mama, like the way that she deals with me, because she's not super confrontational, but she also will not let me believe a lie. She always says, her thing that she'll say, I'll be like, Oh, I just heard this really good teaching and I'm sharing it with her. And she goes, where can you find that in the word of God?
2: Yeah. and I go,
0: go, huh? Oh my gosh. I was like starting to buy into like a doctrine that was a little bit off. Like, yeah, it was so cleverly crafted that it wasn't, it's not like it was blatantly obvious. Like Jesus isn't the only way it's like, no, he is like, I know that, but sometimes there, I mean, there is teaching out there. That's just a little bit off and I don't know. So I just thought that was really really important to have that um with definitely
1: iron sharpens iron so if you're linked up with someone else that is dull to say i mean i'm not using that as a critical word but someone who is idle in their relationship with god it's going to dull you rather than sharpen you so it's very important to surround yourself with other believers um that are truly passionate and love the lord because it says good character corrupts um or bad ca- character corrupts good more i said that way backwards my goodness
2: you, you know it. the bad verse company. that i'm talking about yeah, bad, bad company, company corrupts. corrupts. yes
1: <laughs> yes my goodness sometimes we slip up here but um you know it's so important to have those relationships and it's so important too, like you said to bring what you're listening to back to the word of god because i don't believe that you know, false prophets or false teachers start off as false prophets or false teachers. I believe that somewhere along the line, they are deceived. And like you said, it's easy to be deceived if you're not in the truth. Um, You know, uh, one way to put it is, when you are looking for a counterfeit bill, you study the truth. You don't study the false in order to know what the false is, if that makes sense. So like you said, it's so important to have those relationships and have that fellowship with other believers. And I just truly believe that the Lord wants His children to be madly in love with Him because He is madly in love with us.
0: Amen. That's so good. And even as you were talking about that sharpening each other, I just thought, like, I don't want to have... A Christian clique full of butter knife friends. Like, yes. I want to be sharp, and then I'm sharpening you, and you're sharpening me, and we're just staying sharp all the time. So, yeah.
1: Definitely. Uh, and it uh, says that, you know, we are supposed to love correction because what kind of. Father doesn't correct his kids, so it's the same way in our friendships. We need to be humble enough, if we're in the wrong, to be humble enough to say, you know what, I, I did mess up, and and I confess that, and and I repent. I turn the other way, Lord, and you know, thank you so much for your grace and for your mercy, because the Lord isn't um a condemning father when we mess up or you know we fall off the path he wants us to come boldly before the throne he wants us to sit at his feet and for him to so to speak clean up our mess so i'm very uh thankful that we have a loving father that's not condemning who is forgiving but is also just
0: yes amen full of compassion and mercy and new mercies every morning and Yeah. So, so good. That is awesome. So is there anything else on your heart that you want to share? I'm going to give you a chance to do that. And then I wanted to see if you would close out our episode in prayer.
1: Yeah, that's great. So the one thing that the Lord had put on my heart today is um, a church without people is just a building. So I want to encourage everyone that's listening and you and I to be the church, to walk in the authority that he's given us uh, to bring heaven down to earth through prayer and um, to really get a revelation of his love and what he's called you to do.
0: That's so good. That's so good. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I'm, I'm super encouraged just by talking with you and, I'm just excited that God connected us through social media.
1: So good. Yes. Like you said, you can use it for the good too. And it's up to us to be that light.
0: (laughs) Man. So true. Awesome. All right. Well, do you want to just quickly share um, again, how people can connect with you, um, what your website is, all of that good stuff, and then pray?
1: Sure. That would be wonderful. And thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm really appreciative that uh, the Lord opened this door. Um, So my website is letlovebemymotive.com, and uh, my Instagram is the at sign, letlovebemymotive. And that's about it. You can reach me there um, if you ever need prayer requests or um, just have a question about what the Lord's doing at Let Love Be My Motive. I would be happy to answer any questions or pray with you. So I just want to thank you again for having me on your podcast I really appreciate um you stepping out in boldness to speak because I know um that can be difficult to walk in obedience sometimes but I'm so glad you did it because you are anointed to speak and you are anointed to write and I want to congratulate you too on your book that's so exciting (laughs)
0: Thank you. it is so exciting and absolutely my pleasure I'm so so thankful that you came on the show too
1: so i'll get us started in prayer here all right all right so dear heavenly father i just thank you for today i thank you lord for the audience that is listening right now under uh, the sound of our voice, Lord. And we just thank you, Lord, that they have an open heart to receive that what you spoke to them today. I pray, Lord, that they're not just hearers of the word, but doers of the word. And I just pray, Lord, um, that you teach them more about prayer, that you teach them, Holy Spirit, more about the authority that you have given them. We thank you, God that you are faithful and true and that your word cannot come back void. We thank you, God, that what we bind on earth will be bound on heaven and what we loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. We thank you, God, uh, for what you are doing in us and through us. And we just ask you, Holy Spirit, to use us. We say yes. And we just ask you, Holy Spirit, to lead the way that you take out anything that's not of you, God, and you replace it with your truth. Lead us out of deception and into your truth. We thank you, God, um. Like I said, that you are faithful to your word and we thank you, God, that you are just such a good, good father. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.